0: Are you, entertained? are you not entertained? Is this not
1: why you were here? <laughs> Turn the music up. Turn me down.
0: Google. Let's go get him again. It's time for the money, my nigga. Brooklyn, stand up.
1: Aha! Yeah. Aha! Yeah. Ha ha. Yeah. (laughs) We're back. It's TBD. Back in the building. Took a little longer break than usual. Obviously, tournament's going on. Look,
0: we knew that y'all wasn't about to be listening to us anyway, so we just let y'all have y'all time, watch these games, and then we was gonna give y'all what y'all needed, which is a recap
1: come back, tap in, you know, we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, Alabama Pro Day. Devontae Smith say, oh, I'm cool. I don't need no Pro Day. That made some people mad, though. So I asked you, like, is, is a Pro Day a necessity? Or does it depend on... It
0: depends on your status. We got a Devonte Smith just won a Heisman. (laughs) Like he just won a Heisman. There's not much else you really need to know about the man. He just won the most prestigious prestigious award in in college sports, which is the Heisman. And so, like, there's not much he really needs to show you. It's a formality thing. It's like. It's like the draft in a sense. It's like, does the draft really tell you how good of a player you are? I mean, does uh does the combine tell you how, how good of a player you really are? No, not really. I mean, Tom Brady's combine was was trash. Like, and he still ended up being <laughs> greatest quarterback of all time. Like, come on now. Like, let's let's take it easy. Like, these pro days are cute, they're nice, but they're clearly a formality. Now, I will say this: they're a formality for the guys who are the upper echelon. When you're talking about lower level guys or guys that are, you know, just haven't really got that exposure, those pro days and stuff, they're a different story. They're they're different for them. But those guys who played in the Alabamas and the uh, Michigans and the Ohio States who've gotten a bunch of exposure and you can see their tape uh, so every Saturday, they, there's not much else that they need to show you.
1: Yeah, and like, all he got to do is, yo, just <laughs> turn the film on. Like I'll get I'll get weighed I'll get measured now. People worry about his weight. Came in at, what a buck seventy ish. Six one though. I mean, but I'm like, bro, I'm
0: like six one, and I'm one eighty five, and I ain't
1: even that big, bro. Yeah, but you might have more weight on your body than him. He's he he looks like a slim guy.
0: Yeah, that's facts.
1: Now, like. <laughs> they hate to say that he can't flourish in the league because oh, like, yeah. Marvin Harrison was slim, but Marvin, turned out just fine. I don't know though, but Marvin, like you could, like you
0: could see that, like that sturdiness more. I mean, obviously early on in his career, he looked way, you know, he looked way different than he did towards the end of his career, but I don't know. I think, I, I still think people love to make that comparison to Devontae Smith, Marvin Harrison, I just feel like Marvin was still a little more like structured. Like he just had a little more oomph to him. Like Bonte yeah, yeah. just kind of looks very like flimsical and whimsy. Like I don't, I he's, don't know.
1: He's he's thin, but I feel like you know, in time he'll grow into some type of sturdy, like his body type of sturdy. Right, like, yes. like you turn on the, you turn on old Celtics games and you watch KG, he looked thin, man. Like KD, Kevin Durant, he's thin. But when they get the cameras up on him a little bit and you look, you're like, oh. I remember when he first came in the league and what he looked like now, like he filled out, even though he's right. thin. So his weight, he he going to carry his weight on whatever frame his body is. But it's like, bro, you don't you don't need to see him go out here and catch a bunch of balls because you see him do it when it matters. And mm-hmm. it's a structured environment. Jamarcus Russell had the greatest pro day ever. One bad, one sound. The man couldn't read the playbook. <laughs> he out there And he flunked out. He not even in the lead. <laughs> but he went crazy high, number one in the draft, all that, because of the pro day. It was the greatest thing we ever seen man in pro day you know even though he's an iffy type of dude his balls was flying into the dirt popping up diamond Dab style you're not low. okay i saw what you I'm did just, there. Nah. connections
0: to people who didn't nah, know no, it. no, it's okay I saw what you did there that was great no
1: nope. i'm just afraid by you good job by you i'm just say, i'm just saying his pro day wasn't that good but he turned out to be a pretty <laughs> damn good qB so I don't necessarily need to see none of those dudes who we know got game go out there and throw balls in a structured environment because the game ain't going to be structured. The plays might be in essence, but once that thing, and snap come through, that post route might turn into a, a, a shallow cross. You never know.
0: <laughs> I mean, a lot of those, a lot of those things, I feel like the only thing you can gauge is the athleticism in those like you can't grade intangibles in those types of situations like obviously I mean when you get more so in tours, you know, in terms of the draft like that's where you kind of have more of an ability to grade the intangibles because you have that time in the classroom and you can see how they think how their mind works, but in terms of a pro day. You just it's a scripted thing like we all know it's scripted so like that's why everybody who gets hype over a goddamn pro day it's just like. Relax. It's a like, god. It's a fucking pro day. Like it doesn't matter. Like it literally does not matter
1: at all. It's literally a exhibition of something that you have been practicing for about a month to two months. You know how you're gonna do it. You all you gotta do is go out there and, a, and, and perform with it, but it's like it's like I'd re- just just give me the combine. Don't give me the pro day and the combine, at least with the combine. I got something to look forward to. Okay. Yeah. I want to see the 40. Now I did see, you know, some people say in in the years to come, the 40 is going to be a, a thing that we care less and less about. Which we have. Yeah. Because like, Hey, yeah. Yeah. John Ross, you fast, but can you go catch the ball like Justin Jefferson or somebody like that? Like the 40 doesn't mean as much as it used to now. So We're probably going to be having the same conversation about the combine, where it gives you measurables for the guys who are in the fringe area, but those top level guys they only do that because then you turn into Sidney Jones.
0: My my question to you is, in terms of like draft and pro day, do you do you believe that a player should do one or the other? And if so, which one do you think that they should do? Like in terms of like, should they do a pro day and not the combine, or should they do the combine and not the pro day?
1: Well, see, like 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 you said earlier, it depends on who you are. Like, am I a top level, surefire first or second round draft pick?
0: Yeah, let's say let's say for this argu-
1: uh, for the sake of the argument, you're a high level pick. All right, so I'm going in the first two rounds. Let's say, yeah. All right, so say I say I'm projected to go. So I'm gonna look at my projections. If I'm projected to go mid first, like if I'm right outside like the quote unquote lottery area for the NFL draft, as opposed to me being in like the second round, if I'm in the second round, I'm probably gonna do a mix of both. I'm gonna do certain things at my pro day. Mm. And then I'm gonna leave my options open for what I feel like doing at the combine. So if I run a, a 40, if I feel as though I'm a fast dude and I run like a 4-5-40, but every other time I've been practicing, I I can I feel like I can get it down to a 4-4. Four, four, I'll probably run a 40 at both days to show a sense of improvement within you know something that the scouts might want to see to improve my stock. But I'm not gonna necessarily go through all the field drills at my pro day and then double back and do them at the combine.
0: That's counterproductive.
1: Yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna if I do something phenomenal at my pro day, I'm not doing it at the combine. You you're gonna get that tape on top of the tape that I already got as a player. <laughs> I'm not gonna set myself up to let me slip and fall. Let me slip and fall. I'd rather slip and fall because of positional needs within the draft as it happens. You know, let me slip and fall like I'm like like I'm like I'm Aaron Rodgers or somebody. I don't want to slip just because I wanted to go do my pro day and I popped my shit on the last play and now I'm getting drafted by the Eagles second, third round when I would have been at the Eagles at the top of the at the top of the draft if I just chill. So it depends on who I am. But if I'm a later round pick, I'm gonna do a mix of both. I'm not going to do my whole pro day and then sit out the combine because I still want to be, you know, front face. and I still want people to see me, but I'm damn sure. I'm not running 40s at the pro day to double back and running at the, at the combine because if I have a worse time at the combine, it's, oh, this guy doesn't, is he working hard in the off season? Like, nah, not doing that. Not opening the door for any questions. You me. You're taking me, that's it. See, if it was
0: me, though, like I have would just chalk my pro day like I, there's just no like there's nothing that I'm going to really necessarily gain from doing the pro day like that's why I, I really feel what Devonte Smith is saying because it's like there's nothing for me to do with the pro day there's literally nothing and like like I said before you you can learn more about who I am and the type of player that I am during the combine like the combine you can you can I can obviously do some drills and obviously if I was Devonte Smith I'd maybe do a few drills my forty. And I'm out there, job, but like, you don't even really necessarily have to do that. But like, obviously if you're like a second rounder, maybe, um, you do a little bit more like, even if I was like a certified second rounder, I'm not sure if I would do a pro day, like maybe I'd maybe do a 40 and, and lift at the, at the, or like the, whatever is the main thing that people are doubting me on, um, in terms of my athleticism, but that's maybe all I would do at the pro day. And then. I do every. I would do everything else at the at the combine because that's where that's where all eyes are on you. Every GM is there. I mean, most GMs and scouts are at these pro days. Well, most scouts are at these pro days, but you really want to catch the GM's eye because at the end of the day, that's who's making the decision. If you catch a scout's eye, yeah, that's cool. But like second round pick, like you got to get the you got to get the GM on your side. You got to get the GM saying, nah, I, I gotta I gotta take this guy. Like he he he's the guy.
1: Right, but like. I will also look at it like all right well if i'm going to do my pro day the things that i do at my pro day i'd rather do it there in that scripted environment with people that i'm comfortable with that i've been working out with throughout the days and stuff every day i'm assuming the receivers are getting balls thrown to them by people who've already thrown balls to them before yeah so that sense of that sense of comfortability might do, might be better served for me to do that at my pro day as opposed to me going and being paired with a quarterback in the catching section of the of the combine, who can't throw the ball where I want it to go, who happens to throw a bad ball when I run a nice route because you know they're getting judged as well. So those little variables can play can 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 come into to play with people like DK Metcalf slid in the draft because his three cone short bursts. Explosion wasn't really that, you know. He was stiff and, and didn't run good routes and all that, and then he just came in and balled out. Mm-hmm. I would be interested to see how he approached the draft, the combine, and the pro days. A guy like him, you know, because it's not like college ball where you can just make your make your name make your draft stock rise or fall in twenty. Like we see that every year. Yeah. What's your bracket?
0: It's a little shaky right now. I mean, I had uh, West Virginia was in my final four. They're going. Wait, wait, wait,
1: who they lose to?
0: You hear this guy?
1: I'm just, who, who they lose to?
0: They lost to the orange men.
1: Q's okay. Right. I don't you know what oh, y'all I can't
0: even on some shit. I can't even fuck with Yates because this motherfucker, he really got like three different college teams, y'all. He just loved talking shit about all of them, and I it's mean, fucked up. Like, I don't know how you could just have three college teams and just oh yeah, Florida say yeah, they look kind of shaky. Let me go fuck with Qs. They want to run. bro. I haven't heard Yates talk about Qs all year, so these motherfuckers. Are now in the sweet 16. Now he talking about Q's this, Q's that. I'm sorry. Christmas, this, Christmas, that. Like, it's fucked up, but it's
1: like. I'm sorry. He's a hip hop. Stop.
0: hip hoppers.
1: Stop. One, first of all, you didn't even know who Leonard Hamilton was until two days ago. <laughs> I'm a fan of Leonard Hamilton in Florida State because my folks went there. Some of my other folks went to Florida. But I've always rocked with the Qs. I've been talking to you about Big Buddy all damn season. He Had to your sign, he decommitted. I don't know what you want us to do. <laughs> you know what we supposed to do in a 20? Because that in the, when the 20 pops off, the, zones, the, the, the zone comes out. You pick West Virginia? Nah. Everyone played against the zone in their life, but... For some reason, our joint is, is different. You know, that matchup zone is something crazy. And like,
0: Jim's crazy with that shit. He's
1: like, a master with that. But like, that wasn't even like the biggest loss of like the first couple rounds of the tourney. Like, my bracket, so I did three brackets in in this one money league that I made. You know, so I'm like, I can't have every one of my brackets with Gonzaga as the winner. So I picked Illinois. I'm going to say it again. I picked Illinois and they fucking blew it. Just like the rest of the Big Ten. And we was hearing it all year. Yo, Big Ten best best basketball conference this year. Nah, they got one team left. One and then I saw you get in an argument about Illinois. Who was the who was to get the blame? Why they lost. What you think happened? Because I seen the argument, and you know it's all y'all motherfuckers
0: talking to me, talking about this cockburn, Coburn, whatever you wanna, however you want to enunciate his name. I told y'all what it was. <laughs> The craziest part is if they win this game, y'all would have been vindicated because they tried to win the game through him, but they fucked up because he don't have the stamina. What are you telling me? You don't look like you got the stamina. <laughs> he, don't got, he don't, he don't got the stamina. He don't got the, the wherewithal to, 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 to go through that grind. He was not that guy. Y'all telling me he's a NBA prospect. Where? <laughs> he got a motherfucker from Loyola College, not to disrespect them, because they balling and they hooping and they coach is crazy, especially some of the shit they was running. But that big white man was giving him the business, the whole game. Kofi, he had 21 points, but if you watch that game, it was a rough 21. And he made some lucky free throws. I mean, kudos to him. He made the shots. But I still have to say, Io. I mean, he shit the bed. I mean, he, just did, he, he didn't take control. I mean, you look at, and, 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 and I think this is a real p- applicable situation. When you look at Illinois' loss and you look at how Oklahoma State lost, those are two different losses. Kay Cunningham who we all believe is going to be the first overall pick. Do we or do we and you didn't. Shut up. Okay. We all we okay. all <laughs> We all see him and we saw, we all just watched him try his dearest to win that game. He was pulling shots because they needed it. They they needed some type of help. When you watch Iowa in that game, he he was very timid. He was they like I said, they were trying to win through Kofi, and I was just confused on that coaching decision because you have a guy who's been I mean he's been up there with 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 the most clutch player in in college basketball, and then he's your best player. Like I think y'all got brainwashed. I think y'all y'all love the big. Uh, the big aggressive guy down low, and y'all thought y'all was really going to have y'all way against Laila, uh, Chicago like that, and, and it just did not go y'all way. Like, y'all should have never believed in that man. I was telling y'all, he was fraudulent, as my man Jake would say.
1: Fraudulent. <laughs> See, when I look back at they loss, it's like, at some point in time, you as a coach, you got to go, go away from what... Isn't working. It's not working. The high ball screen isn't working. Ios getting blasted on that. joint. they're shrinking the floor. They're they're stepping above the three point line, damn near making y'all start your offense further out than you want to. And as good as Coburn is or isn't, bottom line is he struggles to 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 analyze the double team. Sounds like three things that need to change. If I'm a coach <laughs> and I'm looking at the scoreboard, and I'm like, "Damn, are we the one seed or are they the one seed?" Because they don't spread the floor out. They let the big make plays, which makes our big play D away from the away from the rim. And next thing you know, Ios <laughs> coming off screen and rolls, and the big fella is stripping them jaws every time. That's attention to detail. That's that's film studies. That's yo when he picks the ball up, it's there for the slapping. It's not there for the taking. But you can touch that bitch. <laughs> that's attention to detail. And it's like just because you come out, you the one seed don't mean you it. Because, like Baylor. Looks like the team that could probably beat Gonzaga. I don't think Gonzaga can lose this this tournament because I feel like they second five would be an eleven seed <laughs> in the tournament this year. I feel like they're that good, that deep. But if there was a team that could battle Gonzaga, I think I'm rocking with Baylor.
0: I don't know, man. I I I believe that I had Baylor one in my bracket. Um, okay, okay, so I have two brackets. Baylor's winning the first one, I made Baylor's winning, the second one I'm making, I mean, Gonzaga wins. But I do believe that Baylor will win, and I, I love Gonzaga, they have been obviously the most talented team in college basketball so far. Um, this season, but there's something, it's just something about Baylor. It's like, they got that grit, they got that oomph, like. And I love all three of their guards, Maceo Teague, Davion Mitchell, and those guys. Like, they are spe- but, uh, special butler. Like, I love how, like, they're all big body guards. They all three-level scores. like, It's, like, they're really special. Like, they got, like, they're different, bro. Like, they are, they're
1: different. Sounds like you're taking my report. I don't know. I don't know how I, I don't really know how I feel about that. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, my God. We're going to have to pull some tape. (laughs) For sure, we're going to have to pull some tape. But... I mean, like, Baylor has like Baylor to me is like the angry team. Yes, yes. Like they're gonna show their emotion, whether they up 20 or down 20. They up 20 is gonna get dark because they're gonna be talking wild shit. They down 20, they angry, and they still gonna be talking wild shit. Like Gonzaga, we haven't seen that because their games haven't been close. But they have this like quiet edge to them as a team. And I'm interested to see how those two will will, will mesh when it comes time for them to play if they do make, make it there. Because like, you know, anything can happen in March. Like we saw Ohio State, another team that people took took to go far, like they blew it. Virginia blew it. So I don't know who to believe, <laughs> as far as who's going to make a run outside of Gonzaga and Baylor. But I think the third best team in the in, in the twenty right now might be Loyola Chicago. I mean, it really might be. Yeah, lot, I don't know how the committee decided. Or oh, we're just going to make them an a C, huh? If I'm Illinois, I'm filing a petition. How are y'all going to draw us, Loyola? Early like this, and they had no business being on the AC. It's not what Ken Palm saying. Hey, uh, uh, uh. I'm not. I'm not here for that. I don't like that.
0: I mean, I agree. I mean, I I had the opportunity to watch Loyola a little more than most this year, um, and I mean, most of their games they were blowing people out. Like they were just handling teams. Um, but I think I don't know. I, I guess it wouldn't be. You know, far fetched to say that they could be the third best team right now. Like they're, they're, they have guys who've been there before. You know, a lot of guys were on that last tournament run. Um, and then they, they got, they again, I love a big body guard. They got guards who are big, strong, good perimeter defenders, and, and they got guards that, that they can say, hey, go get me a bucket. And like that's those are those that's the formula to winning in march like like a lot of these teams that i wasn't too high on is because if you don't have a dominant guard who can go get a bucket at any time i i cannot trust you in the tournament because it's guard driven we've seen it before leaf we've seen it in cj mccullum like teams that where they didn't have much else but they had a combo guard who could really get to a buck and and they were able to propel their team to do, you know, things that people didn't really see coming. But I say all that to say this Layola team, it, it, they're legit. Don't don't get it twisted. They're not this not the first rodeo. It's not they're not on that Cilera, Cilera, Cinderella run. Whew. Um they
1: they they've been they've been around the block a few times and they 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 got something for y'all. Yeah, they they got something, man. And like like you said, like the tournament's about guards, like it's a guards game now and You know, like Luca Garza, they got their ass kicked. He played well individually because, you know, he's going to be a national player of the year. But if your best players are big, odds are you're not going to go deep because that means you don't really got nobody who's going to compliment you and go get you that bucket. Like Ohio State was supposed to win that game. Your guy, Dwayne Washington. So. Great value. J. Cole can't trust guys like that because it's like, bro, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? My question,
0: I, I I, have this, I have this question for you, bro. What, as a coach, like what would you have done? Like, how would you have handled that late game situation? Because Dwayne wasn't hitting shots late in that game. And EJ Liddell, like, he had just hit a jumper to tie it. Like, do you play through him? Like, they didn't play through him. He didn't didn't touch the ball. Like, he wasn't the main focal point in that play coming out that timeout.
1: Like, what do you call there? I would have tried – well, I would have kept the ball in Washington's hands because even though he wasn't making shots, he was getting to where he wanted to go. So – I would have tried to put him and Liddell in some type of ball screen action or put Liddell in the strong side and let those two dominate the floor. Something where you have to force the defense to either step off step off of Liddell, whether it's a, a pick and pop, a pick and roll, rub screen, a, a sprint, anything like that. You have to force the defense to make a decision. You can't just run it flat and let Washington go do his thing because we saw in the previous plays where he was missing shots. He was missing the shots because he was looking for contact, Mm -hmm. which is different than going to get a shot attempt and getting the contact. They're two different things because your mentality is I'm expecting the contact. I'm not necessarily worried about making the shot. I'm not as, I'm not conf, I'm not concentrating as much to make the shot because I'm I'm trying to get the whistle. I'm trying to get my two from the free throw line. He said, "Blow the whistle." Yeah, <laughs> like that's how it looked like he was playing because, like the one where dude went straight up, he's in his chest. He, I mean, he's searching for contact. It's not there. He could have just went up and laid the rock up. He'd have been cool. But like. They lose the game, and then you jump on Twitter and you see people blasting Ladell. I'ma shoot you, shoot your face off, I'ma kill you. Whoa, whoa.
0: Wait a minute.
1: <laughs> Wait a minute, good brother. I mean, you I hope you I hope you're mad at me because I just because we just lost you a hundred bands on FanDuel. Not There's no other reason why. Even man. no regular person DMing nobody that after no game, whether you a fan of their team or not. That <laughs> message that he was getting, that's from somebody who lost a big bet, man. And they thought your team was a team that was the lock. Y'all blew it. So now I got to go say I'm tough. I got to let you know I'm mad. Well, you're not sending that <laughs> to that man oh, in man. His <laughs> Now, I'm mad. It's like, come on, bro. Like, did you see that shit?
0: I, I did not see. I What I saw, I saw his, um his tweet or whatever. He was like, why y'all gotta like, I'm just a like, I'm just a human. I'm
1: a, I'm human.
0: <laughs> what?
1: I'm not, a, I'm not a figment in your 2K but, imagination.
0: That shit don't surprise me. This is the internet every day. People are so like, hellacious on the internet. Like it's bad. Like they just do whatever, believe that they're like, cause there's no repercussions. You can literally say anything which is like, it's cool, but it's not cool to a certain extent because people can never have nice things. Like that's, that might be the mantra. Like motherfuckers can never have nice things because they don't know how to, they always want to go overboard. Like it can never just, never just keep it in the realm of like respectability. It's just, always you just always gotta, somebody always gotta take it to that
1: level that is just immensely unnecessary. Trying to get a try get a rise out of people. That's what people live for on the internet. It's like you could have DM'd them and been like, "Damn, bro! Like y'all just cost me the bread. Look at my ticket." Y'all could've, you could you could have built a relationship. Who knows? Who knows what type of stuff happens? You see it every day on the internet on the good side. Someone DMs their favorite player, and next thing you know, they're at they're at each other's houses doing something fun. It's like, oh, that's a cool thing. That's a cool gesture. We need more of that in the world. But instead, you see people coming at a kid, not even a not even a pro, a kid playing college, like, oh, if I see you, I'm going to shoot you type shit. Like, you don't know where that person's from. You don't know where that page is from. Now, like, who knows? Maybe he walking around the bubble before they get out of there and you're like, well, damn, like, <laughs> is anybody around here that was really DMing me that wild shit, like, it's easy to say, ain't no one really like that. You don't know. Ain't People nobody really like that. grocery stores, bro. Ten of them. I mean, if you white, you can go ahead and go wherever you want. You get walked to the police car. You're not going, you know what I mean? Like LeBron James come home from a from a trip. Nigger all over his shit. His crib. Like, not even. We talking about LeBron James. Like, LeBron, James. LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. Like. like that guy, a guy that everyone thinks is untouchable and like you know made of vibranium and can't get hurt. We'll talk about that in a second. But it's like you can't just <laughs> you can't just do that to people because you mad your bet lost. That's childish. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Lakers lose a game. He wants spray paint nigger on bronze shit because he overtly black. Nah. Be mad cause he missed a shot or something, but you you would never have that energy in front of these people. Ever. Never, ever, ever. Ever. We'll got energy as it is right now, cause like <laughs> no AD, no Brian. I'm not feeling too <laughs> energized at all. I'm looking like, well, damn. This schedule kinda. This guy's ranked the worst, but it, it, damn sure ain't the easiest coming up. Cool, Y'all going to make the playoffs? We're going to make the playoffs. Don't get it fucked up. Don't do not do that. Brian, if Brian see is slipping too far, he's going to come back. <laughs> I'm going to get an ankle transplant or something. But, like, this is a weird time for my guys because, like, y'all, y'all main players hurt right now with and b but you still got another all-star who's going to be the defensive player of the year who's actually playing well thanks a lot to tobias harris who you all of a sudden are fans of but it's like we don't have that luxury right now because our number two is hurt and i got a problem <laughs> i haven't have you heard anything about anthony davis of late
0: no, haven't heard any update. I just I think it was like last week or some something. they said he was going to be reevaluated in another 2-3 weeks or some shit like that.
1: The man's been reevaluated about 4 times already.
0: Oh, he is not trying to play. He don't give a fuck about this season. All he care about is making it into the playoffs and winning another chip. Like, Bron got him brainwashed on that shit where it's like, bro, fuck the regular season. Like, this shit does not matter. And he's like, wait, you mean like this shit don't, ma- it don't matter, Yeah, <laughs> get right. He's like, you know what, bro? Fuck it, bro, I'm gonna get right. All right, I got you. Like, that's what type of time he's on right now. And it's like, he's not necessarily wrong for even thinking that. Cause low key, especially this season, it does not matter. Like, it really doesn't. As long as they get into the playoffs, they're going to be cool. But way, I am worried about the continuity because y'all really haven't played at full strength a lot. And that can be an issue when you get down in, in into the playoffs and down the line because you need that continuity to be there. So that is, you know, that is something to be wearisome of. But I think y'all going to be all right, bro.
1: This all KD fault. Oh, my God. Don't, what did KD do now? If KD never tear his Achilles, Rich Paul never sees KD tear his Achilles. Rich Paul never sees KD tear his Achilles and then sees AD get his even close to being some type of hurt. Rich Paul saw that and said, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hey, good brother. and <laughs> that was Bron, we're not letting Bron play he can't let AD go out there and play with, with a little, little little stimmy stimmy on his eight, on his achilles. No, 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 no. We got to protect our investments. This is a long time play. Yeah. So now I blame KD because it's like, damn, it's the right thing to do because you can't have, you know, you can't have all these star players who happen to have these type of injuries. You can't let them, you have to save them from themselves. Yeah. You know, like I wish Kevin Durant didn't play in that game, but I understand why he wanted to come back and play because that's what he do. It's the finals. I feel the like I'm cool. I'm cool. Let's get it. I mean, it's messed up, but it's gonna be interesting to see because, like now, Bron's not playing for the next couple of weeks. JoJo's not playing for the next couple of weeks. Giannis is out. James Harden's questionable for, for the next few games. Like the,
0: I said, can the, I say this though? Can I say this? I I really I do not wish injury upon any player. <laughs> oh god! But man oh man, is this just the perfect storm? Because I was just so hurt and worried that because I knew JoJo was going to be out for at least a month that his name would slowly dwindle and drop out of MVP conversations. But now that all these other MVP candidates are getting injured as well, it's, you know, it's given him a shot to continue on his trek of being the most valuable player in the NBA. So it's really, you know, I don't wish anything negative upon anybody, but it's a perfect storm.
1: That was a cute little soliloquy and all that type of shit, but it ain't no storm, my nigga, because Harden has a chance to come back before any of those guys. One. Two, since your guy went down, he had 40, 15, and 15, and then another triple-double after that. So I, was, I
0: don't give a fuck what that man was doing. His team loaded, and, I mean, Young Bull got traded onto that team, so it's like... He wasn't even really doing it from day one. Like,
1: he was doing it since he uh, was the So I'm not, uh, sure. I'm not He sure. got traded to the team, and the trade caused the team to relinquish all of their depth. <laughs> all of it. We were watching those guys set historically bad defensive numbers with no bigs, Bruce Brown starting at center. I'm pretty sure that's uh, starting from day one. Because you come in and it ain't like he came in. He's like, oh, you know, I'm trying to find my way. (laughs) No, uh, give me the keys. Get in, friend. We're going somewhere. Let's roll, friends. I'm going to go lead the league and assist because, hey, that's just what I do. But I got a question for you, man. Since we're talking about Brooklyn, I jumped on the twit. I jumped on Twitter. I'm rolling through shit. I'm seeing all types of just funny shit. Boy from Philly rapping about even though what we smoke is wrong. That shit was funny. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> that, shit was, that shit was wild funny. And then I scrolled up again and I saw another little Philly thing. And it was like, who's better, Kyrie Irving or Allen Iverson? I said, ooh. I said, ooh. I ain't see you tweet about it though.
0: I was looking at that um before we had, you know started up the show. And I'm like why does this conversation always seem to come up? Like, it never fails. Every year Kyrie plays, there's a situation where it's like, yo, who is better, AI or Kyrie? Or like, yo, who got the better handle, Kyrie or, or, or AI? And it's like, oh my God, dude, you gotta go through this every single year, God damn. We know what it is. Like, my man AI really carried it. And there's no disrespect to Kyrie. If you want to talk about better all-around player, i probably – it's, like, so weird. It's, it's, it's low-key a toss-up because you want – okay, obviously Kyrie, better three-point shooter. But defensively, I would maybe say AI. I would probably say AI. So it's like – I don't know. Three times, steel champ, four scoring titles, seven all NBA teams, two MVPs. I, I'm sorry, one MVP. I mean, I mean, two All Star MVPs. I'm sorry. I don't know. Like, Kyrie don't really got all that hardware like that. And I know it's not always about hardware, but I mean, even even if we want to talk about crossovers. AI Joe was crazy. I mean, the amount of space and, and shit that AI was getting and the amount of people he was making fall on the regular, I mean, obviously, you know, guys are a little more athletic nowadays, but still, my guy AI carried it, Philly shit. And and fuck Jersey Bulls, stand. So, that's how I'm coming.
1: <laughs> that's how I'm coming too. I'm, so, I'm just happy that this conversation is now here. It's always been here, Yates. No, 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 because it's always been like, like we we finally got a good conversation to have with two players who are better equipped to be evaluated than Allen Iverson and Steph Curry. Like it's a clear cut better, it's, it's better. It's just a better topic to talk about, you know, because like one got super crazy wild hardware, the other one got the culture, <laughs> which is not a bad thing because Allen Iverson changed the game of basketball yeah. in a way that Steph Curry could never. But Steph Curry changed the game, in the ba- changed the game of basketball in a way that Allen Iverson could never even dream of. That's- so it's hard to even compare those two to me. Now no, a lot of people like to do it because you know. People fucking hate Curry. But this whole Kyrie Iverson thing is a lot more interesting to me than one in MCI to the conversation with the other guy. Because like I always feel like the era in which Iverson played Mac Vince Cole is looked at as like. Yeah, it's kind of far away. Like it was it was, you know, a while ago. But like that era required people to play differently. Like it was one big time player per team. Until a couple of trades started happening. Shaq goes to the Lakers, you know, Spurs turn ass, finally find a way to get Tim Duncan, and and, then you know, like we start to see two two headed monsters and stuff, but more times than not, it was a one-man army type of thing. right? Kyrie played in an era where you needed two guys minimum to yeah. even compete. Thanks. So in a sense, like you get to kind of focus on a certain set of your skills that are better than everybody else's in a way that Iverson can't. Iverson got to carry everything. Sixers about to win 97-94. Irison got about 34 of them things. Thanks. <laughs> you know what I mean like that's a lot of points when you only got 97 total. Yeah. Not to mention the maybe few assists that he did get because he does pass the ball. People don't for some reason like to think that he can't, but I just feel like it's hard to have that conversation because Kyrie to me is the more skilled basketball player. Like, his skill set is ridiculous. He's way more skilled than Allen Iverson. Agreed. He's a better shooter than Allen Iverson. He's a better dribbler than Allen Iverson. (sighs) I've never seen Handle like Kyrie Irvings. Like, Iverson's- You You know what, my fault, my fault. You know what?
0: I think I'll give you that because I think there's a difference between handle and crossover. Like people like to mush those things together, but I think there's a difference. I'll get you right. I think I think it's I think that's fair to give Kyrie handle, but I I I think crossover goes AI. But go ahead, proceed.
1: Yeah, yeah, like and like the like 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 dribbling, for example, like like Kyrie's handle is 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 functional. Like, it's part of his movements. Iverson's shit was to create space, much like Steph Curry's handle. Like, Curry got a crazy handle it's on a string, but all his shit is rhythm-based dribbling Mm -hmm. to get him into his shot motion, to get him into coming off of a crossover and being able to pull up, generating that lift and all that. His shit is that. Like, Kyrie Irving's shit... Is function now like it go wherever he feel like it going. He's doing wild shit. Layup package is crazy. The defense between the two, I don't think either of them can guard. That's just me personally. It's one thing to lead the league in steals as a passing lane guy, which is a form of defense. We're not going to trip, but it ain't like you, Tony Allen, and you just oh no no. I mean, like it's hard to do that and also be called upon to go and get. 40 every night. Man. But a lot of people like I never really was like a big defender of Allen Iverson because he was always propped up against Kobe. But in this situation I feel like people are disrespecting Allen Iverson a little bit too much. Like Kyrie good, he got the chip, I get it. He does a lot of things better than Allen Iverson but like it's just something about seeing a guy around that height dragging a team across the NBA. It's just something about that
0: man, like you don't, know, you don't. A guy that size doesn't just have, doesn't just fall into an MVP. Not a lot of people who, yeah, like. And he didn't even have Dikembe Mutombo throughout that whole season. He got he got Dikembe at the end of that season.
1: So let me ask it to you this way. If you were starting a team, are you taking Kyrie or are you taking AI? What era are we in? Just peak of their abilities. And that, <laughs> Do I have to put like, like? are we talking like in yes. AI's, I AI's era? That's All, that's right. That's All right, so in AI's, that's AI's that's era, who are you taking? AI's era...
0: I'm still taking AI.
1: Oh, I feel like you wanted to say Kyrie, but for the sake of the conversation, a nigga with AI. OK, ah! so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to know, Blue. Right. So, <laughs> if we, so if we drop AI in this era at its peak, with Kyrie at its peak, who you taking? I'm probably taking Kyrie. Oh wow! So you got Kyrie in both eras, low key. Even though he's AI Kyrie, <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, Kyrie, just I don't know. I don't like. I think
0: AI could easily get to the bucket, and he's. I mean, he could go anywhere he wants on the floor. It's just I don't know if he'd be able to shoot at a higher enough high enough clip to, um, to like the same issue that um that Bledsoe has. Um, and that he had when he was in, in Milwaukee. He didn't shoot at a high enough clip for that team to be effective. That's where I think AI falls short in that fa- in that same facet where it's like, yo, you're talented, you can get to the cup, you can do all these other things, but you do not shoot. Like we're in a time where if you can't shoot from that three point range at a decent clip, your 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 value drops drastically. So like that's where I see that issue really coming in.
1: And that's where conversations like these, you almost have to put into the criteria, all right, well, Allen Iverson will shoot like this new age NBA player. Because we didn't ever – the emphasis on the three wasn't that big when he played. So, of course, if we put him in this era, he's going to struggle a little bit early on, I guess, because he's not – we never – not to say that he can't shoot the three, but we never seen him do it.
0: Right.
1: You know, but – I tell you what, he have a lot more. He'll average probably a lot more points than a lot of folks because you can't touch him. Now,
0: oh my god! Imagine Imagine trying to guard AI without hand checking.
1: That's what I'm saying. So, like, good luck. It's an interesting conversation, man. Like, I would love to see. We should we should do these once a week.
0: Yes, I was actually thinking about that. Also, I mean, if, uh those of y'all listening, if y'all have some players that y'all want us to uh to compare and throw up on this on this, they pedic- gotta be good cops though. Like, don't yeah, they can't don't come in here with no shack and ad
1: bullshit or some Michael Red and patience. just y'all. Like, no, I don't <laughs> no, I don't even, you know, stop.
0: We don't even give that shit time. But you can, it,
1: give, it, you, you can give me Harden D. Wade, like,
0: give me that. I'm cool with he that. Teasing this shit, y'all. He keep teasing this shit. Ooh. He watch when 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 Harden wins this championship. That he quote unquote says he's going to win. He's, <laughs> he, he's going to want to have this be the focal point of the pod post finals. What and my man say? I'm down to have it. I'm down to have the conversation, but I highly doubt that that's going to occur. They have to get through my team first. What my man say? Travel, travel, travel. Oh, whoa, 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 Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is
1: this not why you are here? Fuck this. What more I say?